my morning. He awakens my ear to hear as I learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. This morning, I want to speak on uh, a message that titled, Fruits of Faith. Fruits of Faith. Fruits of Faith. Let me let you know this. The greatest thing that's happened to man from the days of Adam until this very day, the greatest thing that's ever happened to man is the new birth. The new birth. The new birth is giving us a privilege to be separated from our sins. And not to die in sin. The worst thing that can happen to a human being on the earth. If you are born into this earth, the worst thing that can happen to you is for you to die in your sin. We're not talking about just sinning. Everyone has sinned. But to die in your sin, that's a serious tragedy. It's the worst thing that can happen to a human being if you will die in your sin. But let me let you know this. If you continue to sin, there is a chance, a very good chance, you will die in your sin. According to the scriptures. Everyone who sins, according to Jesus, this is what it says, John chapter 8 verse 34, it says, that shortly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. If you remain a slave of sin, there is a good chance you will die in your sin. Notice what it says. Whoever commits sin, whoever, whoever commits sin, whoever practices sin, if you continue to do wrong, Whoever practices sin is a slave of sin. Whoever, you can be a pastor. If you commit sin, you are a slave of sin. And there's a good chance you will die in your sin. You can be a pope. If you continue to sin, you die in your sin. And that's the worst thing that can happen to a man if you, will die, if you die in your sin. It's really your choice because God has given us hope to be separated from our sins. And Jesus made it very clear in John chapter 8 verse 24. He says to the, to the people, Therefore I said you will die in your sins if you don't believe that I am He. Who? The one that can separate you from your sin. It's a hard thing to hear that you die in your sin. Because Jesus had already told them, where I'm going, you can't come. You won't be there because you die in your sin. If you die in your sin, you can't go where Jesus is. You'll never get there. You can be a pastor. You can be a priest. You can even be the Pope. You may have preached several messages all around the world. But if you continue in sin and you are a slave of sin and you die in your sin, you won't make it. You know why? You will be very uncomfortable in His presence. You won't want to be in this presence. It's a glorious place. 
and everything is open. They can see through your heart what's in there. What's in here, that's what you, when you die in it, you go up there with it. There is no hope. There is no going away from it. You can't be separated from it anymore. This is the only chance. He says, if you don't believe that I am here. So what separates you from your sin is faith in Christ. That's the only thing that can separate anybody. And many of us, by the grace of God, will separate ourselves from our sins this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? God will help you to separate from it. God will help us to separate from it. You know, the Bible is very clear. We are in the last days. It's a very serious time where Christians seem to be doing whatever. It's whatever they like. Nobody cares anymore. It's, it's if I can succeed in life. If I can build a house and have a home and do all of that, hey, there is eternal life after this. You've got to make a clean break. Even if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, make a clean break. You've got to. I have to. I have to live holy. He is a holy God. You can't continue to sin and expect to make it. And there is freedom in Christ. That's the hope. If you are willing, God will free you from it. God will not take what you don't want to give away. But if you want to let go of it, God will take it from you and deliver you from it. God can deliver you from addictions. God can deliver you from all kinds of addictions. From anger. From lust. From getting drunk. And all of that kind of stuff. God can deliver you if you want to be free. It's really up to you. Some Christians hold on to unforgiveness and bitterness and them, and they don't, they're not willing to let go. You don't want to die that way. You don't want to die that way. You can be free, and God will hold you in freedom. Just like David said, uphold me with your free spirit. Because you repented. I meditate on those words. I want to be held by God with His free spirit. Uphold me with your free spirit. And He says, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. You know why? Because He saw what happened to Saul. Saul, God took His Holy Spirit from him and the demon replaced the spirit and then his life was miserable. His life, a glorious life when he began. But everything turned the other way. Sin is deadly. Sin will kill. There is no fun in it. Live for God. Make up your mind. I'm going to live for God. And God will respect that. It's your choice. There must be a clean break. Look at what God said in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. He says, therefore come out from among them and be separate. Come out from among them and be separate. It says the Lord, do not touch the unclean thing. Don't touch those things. Don't go there. Don't run like they are running. That's the way of the world. Separate yourself from them. I know we want God to bless us. But you see, sin is in the, on the way, in the way of God's blessings upon our lives. And you can be free from sin. The Bible is clear. Sin shall not have dominion over you. You can stop looking at those crazy stuff you watch. Hello? You can. God can give you the grace. 
There is abundance of grace to be free. It's really up to you. You can be free in Christ. Come out from among them and be separate. And that's what God says. Says the Lord. And do not touch the unclean thing. And then he said, and I will receive you. Just because you come doesn't mean he's going to receive you. According to the scripture. You have to be willing to let go of those things. I know this is not popular in churches anymore, but hey, listen, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Remember that? Don't forget the words of the Lord Jesus. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many are they that go through that way. But narrow is the way. Let's not forget the beginning. We've got to live for God. You've got to be passionate for God. You've got to love God with everything. You have to put everything aside. I'm going to pursue God. But if you do that, the truth is, God will prosper you. That's what the word says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. God can't lie. You seek Him and He'll do it. Because He watches over His word to perform it. Now, it's not God that's hindering you. It's what you are allowing in your life that's hindering you. God wants the best for His children. Show me one father that doesn't want the best for his, his child. We'll call CPS on him. No kidding. <laughs> There's nothing like that. God loves his people. Make that clean break. God said, I will receive you and you will be my, I will be a father to you. Don't you want it? God being my father? I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters. There's got to be a clean break. You can't go to the same places that they're going. I realized that I couldn't do that anymore. I can't go to those places. You see, there's got to be fruits to your faith. God loves fruit. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but he only likes good fruit. You show me a fellow that loves bad fruit. God loves fruit. God talks a lot about fruit. Everything about the gospel is fruit. Fruit. Read the scriptures. He wants good fruit. If you are born again and you have faith, we shall see it by your fruit. He cursed the tree because there was no fruit. Remember? The sower went forth to sow, right? Thing. What, was all, all, what was that all about? Seeds and fruits. That's all it's all about. Fruits. Read Matthew chapter 7. He says again, a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Again, we're talking about fruit. If you're really a Christian, it should show. Amen, if you don't say amen. Yes, it should show. People, can, people should be able to see it. It should show. You can't be a Christian and your children won't know it. Your spouse should know there's been a change. Amen? People at work should know. What's so different about you? They should know the fruits of faith. When you know, believe God, we can see it. But if there's never been any change in your life, 
Your children can't say you still curse like you used to curse. I mean, there's nothing. How could they tell something has happened? If there is a new birth, if there is a new creation, then we should see the fruit of the new creation. And if there is no fruit, there is no new creation. We need to understand. We need to bear fruit. Listen. John chapter 15. Beginning from verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine. (laughs) That means there are other kinds of vines, okay? But I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. And then he went on to say, every branch in me, listen to that word, Every branch in me that bears fruit, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, again, we are back to fruit. Guess what happens to it? The Father takes it away. It doesn't matter whether it's a pastor branch. Hello? Or it's a pope branch. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, guess what the Father? He's not going to consider you off. He cuts off. We don't hear these things anymore, so Christians are doing whatever they think is okay with them. That's not the way somebody paid a serious price for it. And we need to commit our lives totally to serving Him. He committed 33 years to serving us. Gave everything, including every single drop of blood in His veins. And I'm going to take it as if I just go to church and thank you, Lord Jesus. And I'm going to heaven. How can that be? There's something more. I believe there's something more. I cry out to God for my own life. God, I want you to inject that passion for you like I've never seen before. This is just the beginning. God is so big. There's so much to know about Him. And it's not enough time. Where do I have time to be running around with all this craziness? That's happening in the world. I want to serve God. This is the one I'm going to be with forever and ever. I've got to please Him. And there's no need to please others. This is the one that matters. If He's pleased with me, I'm okay. If you're not pleased with me, that's okay. As long as He's pleased with me. That's what we, that should be our mindset. Serving Him and loving Him. And let Him speak to us from time to time. How much He loves us. Because we are doing His will. It's very important. Why should you hear a message when there's no desire for a change in your life? And God's frustrated because He can't walk through you because you won't let go of the things that you are holding on to that He doesn't want to work with. And you can have all the excuses that you want to give to God. But remember, somebody hung on the cross. For hours, for hours, dreaming in his mind, one day you will come and learn of him and you will be so excited to serve him. And look at, we, look at what we're doing. That's why I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to myself. Don't feel mad. I, I want to serve him. I want to serve him. I don't want those craziness in the world. I don't want anything they got. They don't have what my heavenly father has got. There's a mansion is preparing for me over there. I don't want to miss that mansion. Who wants to stay with Satan in hell? He's breathing fire from his nose in hell. I don't want to go there. 
I don't want to go there. Why would I stay in the face of Satan all the, for eternity? That's not a face to look at for the whole of eternity. I want to be with my Savior, the one who died for me, gave his life for me. I want to serve him. I want to give everything. And I'm sure that that's your heart as well. But I tell you what, until you make an effort, nothing happens. Remember the scriptures. Draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. You're wondering, I don't feel God. Well, because you're running away from him. You're running that way. Remember, his legs are really long. I don't know how long it is. But, 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 but if you take one step, and he takes one step the other way, he's so far away, you can't feel him anymore. Amen. We need to serve him. Totally. You know, fruitfulness is something God wants. Your faith, you must desire. I tell you what, you, you can start today. And many of us are going to start today. Can I hear an amen? Yes. Turn away from that stuff is killing you. Turn away from it. Ask God for grace. Ask God for grace. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Because the Bible says, if you love to see good days and long life, watch what comes out of your mouth. Watch where you go. Don't company with people who don't love God. Come out from among them and be separate. Find those who love Jesus and talk to them. Iron sharpens iron. That's how you can bear fruit. But God knows our heart. If you are willing, God will help you. Amen. Fruits of faith. We like the good things that happen to us. But there's a fruit that is even better than that. The joy and the wonder of salvation. When you are truly saved and you've decided, I'm going to put all of these things away from me and I'm going to hold on to God. I'm telling you, the joy. And then now I'm just remembering a scripture in, in, in Hebrews chapter 1. It talks about God, God talking to his son. He said to, to his son, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever the scepter of of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness above your fellows. The rest of them. Therefore God, even your God. Love righteousness. So because of that, God exalted him above all his fellows. Why? He loved righteousness. Not just living righteous. He loved it. He loved righteousness. So God exalted him above all his fellows. Because he loved righteousness. He said, well, that was Jesus. He was a man. He was a man. That's why I, I don't go there with that excuse anymore. Because if it's that Jesus, the temptation on the wilderness, that's a joke. Right? Why would it be temptation? It's Jesus who can tempt him. Right? So you read about it and you're supposed to follow him. Does it make sense? He was a man. He could have yielded to that 
yielded to that temptation, but he didn't. He loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even your God, you've exalted him. He exalted him above all of his fellow. Filled him with the awe of gladness. That's the word we're talking about. Fruits of faith in God. Look at what John the Baptist said. See, listen. In, in Matthew 3, verse 10. And even now, even now, the axe is laid upon every tree. There's an axe. What tree? Pastor tree, Pope tree, brother good, brother whatever, every tree. Brother tree, good brother tree, bad brother tree, every tree has an axe. And if it doesn't bear good fruit, guess what? They're coming down. It seems severe, but that's the way God does his things. Amen? He's not going to ask your opinion. That's the way he does his things. And because I see this, that's why the Bible says, walk out your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. We don't hear those anymore. It's like uh, I went to church and I shook prayer, pastor's hand and prayed for people at the altar. I'm going to heaven. Not that easy. Not that easy. Yes, with grace it is easy. If you are willing. With grace you can go as far as you want to. When you draw near, he draws near. When he draws near, darkness leaves. There's never been a fight between darkness and light. Amen. Never. When light shows up, guess what? When God shows up, the darkness in your life is gone. The reason is there's still darkness, you don't want God near. And he knows it. He knows it. You can fool men. You can fool him. He knows not to come near. Because you don't want him. I ask this day in his name, pleading, change your mind today. Change your mind today. And for those of you that will change your mind and say, I'm going to go closer to God. You don't have the power, but just being willing is enough. Once you are willing, God says yes. He comes close, and then you start feeling that drawing to go closer to him. And as he sees that, he draws closer. Before long, thinking about Enoch. Remember the story of Enoch? Enoch walked with God. I'm sure the way the scripture says, he was a righteous man. God will come from heaven and they will converse and they talk like friends and then God says bye and Enoch says bye and we'll see the next day. One day, that's my, according to my gospel, one day they were talking and God says, I don't think I can stand you. I can't wait. Let's just go to heaven together. He took the guy and took him home. He could care less about Enoch's children and his wife. God says, I want you up here. I can't wait coming down. If that's too long, just let's go home. That's it. Amen. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. May that be your portion. When you love God and love righteousness, you think Enoch, Enoch was crying about, Are you God? Why are you doing this? I got my wife. No, he wasn't. 
wifey will take care of our own problems. Okay, I'm gone. Amen. Let me show you a scripture here. So that we fear because of the times that we are in. If something is getting a hold of your life, whatever that is, and God lets you know his sins, ask, cry, fast, do whatever, separate yourself from me because he'll kill you. Not just in this life, but in the life to come. You see, we measure in what we have right now. That's all we know. So we are scratching and doing all just to keep this. If God will open your eyes to see what's up there for you, you change the way you behave. That's why it's got to be by faith. You have to see with the eyes of faith to position yourself so you can walk with God. But until you see it, you just live like everybody else. But once you see it, you will be like Paul who said to die is gain. To die is gain. I'm only living here because I have to serve God and serve you, brothers. That's what Paul was saying. To die is gain. I don't want us to forget about the afterlife. We have to bear fruit. Let those around you know that you live for Him. Think about it. We Christians, we don't think. If you're doing the same things that others are doing, and on the day of judgment, you are over on your God side, the guy is saying, God, that's not fair. I was drinking with that guy last night, and, and, and he's going? He did till the last night I was there when he died. He was doing that same stuff. Your faith has to bear fruit. God's trying to build his character in us. So we look like his son. Not outwardly, but inwardly. That's what, is, that's what this is all about. And, and when that happens, we can see the fruit in your life. Life's too short, brothers and sisters. Life's very short. Life's very short. Sometimes we'll say, well, I don't want to serve God not young people, okay? I, I want to enjoy myself a little bit, and then later, I will give my life to Christ. I used to say that. That was real foolishness. Remember the Lord your Creator, Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1, remember the Lord your Creator in the days of your youth. Before the evil days draw near, when you say, I don't want that anymore. And then you're doomed. We have to do what is right. Hebrews chapter 8, or chapter 6, verse 8. It says, but if it bears thorns. That's the Christian now. If it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected. And near being cursed. Whose end is to be burned. So we are supposed to bear fruit. And if the fruit doesn't look like the fruit God wants, Scripture is so clear. Remember, remember what the Scripture says? 
at the, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. This is the way God is. And he's not going to ask what people feel or think about what he's about to do. He's going to do what his word says. And that's what's scary for me and what should be scary for you. We've got to give him all. It's very important that we do that. See, every beginning, let me put it this way, God demands fruit for every new beginning. When there's a new beginning, God's looking for fruit. And he's speaking it. He's blessing the person. Remember, in Genesis chapter 1, that was the beginning, right? What the first words Adam heard as a human being was, Be fruitful and multiply. Those were the first words. God loves fruit. According to the scriptures. And after the flood, after God had destroyed the world, there were just this family left. The first thing God spoke to them after the flood, you can read that in, in Genesis. Uh, Genesis. Let's see here. Just one minute here. Yeah, Genesis chapter 9. It says, So God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, again, what words? Be fruitful and multiply. That's what God wants. And this is what Jesus told us in John chapter 15, verse 8. By this, my Father is glorified. How is his Father glorified after you are saved? Your, the fruits of your faith. And how is the Father glorified? That you do what? Bear much fruit. It's all about fruit bearing. My Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, the Father cuts off. And every, every branch in me that bears fruit, He prunes. Why? He is seeking much fruit. That's the way it's got to be. My life should reflect that I have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. It should. Everywhere you go, it should reflect that. There are no secret Christians. Christ, I hear this crazy saying, uh, my Christianity is very private. You know, you're not a Christian. There is nothing like private Christianity. <laughs> it's nothing like that. It's between me and my God. You're lying. You don't have it. Because that's not what God says. He says, go and shout it from the housetop, right? Whatever I've told you in the secret, climb up, shout it. Let them all hear about it. Talk about it. Gossip about it. Gossip about it, okay? That's what he wants. He says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. And if you deny me before men, I mean, uh, this private is between me and my God. You're lying to yourself. You're denying him in public, and he'll deny you up there, according to his words. You know the reason why people don't want to tell them? Because they know they have things in secret that they do, and uh, if they talk about this, and this person that they're witnessing to find this, finds out, they're in real trouble. They don't like the word hypocrite. 
So you are afraid to speak. But if you totally give in to God, who cares what they think? You know, I'll end with this, the fruit of faith. When I first got here to the United States, tell you 1979, and I was in, uh, this, uh, in college back in Georgia, and uh, my thing is people backslide when they come to the United States. They see all the good life and all the partying, and they forget their God. And I was scared, and I, I, I didn't want to backslide. Because at home, the message was always about backsliding. And they, they said, brother, good luck. You're going to America. Uh, we know Christians that have been there. Uh, and they are stronger than you. You look like one of the weak ones. Uh, and we're so sure you are going to backslide than the rest of them. They got back, they got back home using four-letter words. And then they said, you remember that? They showed me the fellow. I knew the fellow. And I said, oh gosh, whatever it is, that monkey that's called backsliding... That's, uh, that's jumping on their back and pulling them back. I don't want that stuff on my back. Please, God help me. So I dis- developed my strategy. If it moves, I witness to it. Hello. If it speaks, I witness to it. But listen, I wasn't interested in winning souls. It was a defense mechanism. I mean, I had to defend myself. I wanted to be free from whatever it was that was destroying them. And so my first day, this fellow came. Oh, you just come from, from homeland. I said, yeah, brother, good luck. He said, good luck. I'm telling you tonight, they have a great party in this place. And beautiful girls, beautiful. And you can drink. I said, look, for the last three years, I haven't tasted one drop of beer. Really? I said, I'm a Christian. Well, yeah. Born again, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. I told him that. And he says, uh, okay, uh, we'll leave you back. And then while he was talking to me, this other fellow came and he says, oh, well, good luck. You just, he said, this is good luck. He just came from Nigeria. Oh, wow. You came on a good day. And it was going to be the party. So that guy was going, don't talk to him about this. Stop, stop, stop. We don't want to hear his preaching. Stop it. Before long, they were telling everybody on campus, you see that fellow? <laughs> yeah. He's too heavenly minded. He's no earthly good. I liked it that way. <laughs> I liked it that way. Amen. They were protecting me on campus. If they saw a girl talking to me, he said, good luck, you're talking to that girl. Why? What for? And so I knew they were watching me. You couldn't do anything wrong. Then I went and I ministered to this fellow, great football player. And I noticed he knew some scriptures. When I, when I start quoting scriptures, he'll complete it. And I was, why is he doing this? He grew up in a Christian home. Now he's back in school and he was going back on the, on the, from the Lord doing crazy stuff. His name was John. One evening I heard John and his two friends. I knew them. They were all chatting and yelling at night. It was about maybe one o'clock in the morning. I was sleeping in the dorm and I got up and as soon as I walked in, there was John, Larry and uh, Terry. Three of them. And they, oh, good luck. And they were all talking at me. Hey, slow down, guys. What's the, what's the matter? They said, God spoke to us. 
we are born again. And we are part of your team now, I'm telling you. We were so, I was so glad. And John said, you know, good luck. Big guy. Look like Pastor Al. He said, uh, yes. <laughs> Football player. He said, you know, good luck. Uh, I used to be really scared of you. I said, really? This little skinny man from Africa, you scared of him? <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, it seemed like every time I have my sis pack and I'm going up the stairs, it seems like that's when you choose to come down and I hide it behind me. <laughs> I hide it behind me and put it the other way and come. Now we became partners in the kingdom of God. Amen. Partners. Because of sharing the word. You know, Satan will tell me, don't tell them because they'll be watching you and they'll see you do something wrong. No. God knows they are watching. Amen. And his favor is upon your life. And he beautifies you. That's why John was so scared of this little guy. You okay? Because God was with me. Amen. Let them see the fruit. Amen. Bow your heads with me. Today, whew, this clock says one, one something. <laughs> Scary to be preaching that long. <laughs> Today, I want us to do something. Whether you have accepted Christ or not, Make a commitment today. I'm going to serve God. No reservation. All heads bow. First, I'm committing my life totally to God. And I want my family and everybody to know it. I'm going to serve you, God. No reservation. If that's you, I need you to put your hand up. Quickly, put your hand up. And please stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I'm included. You see, what you're saying is, God, I agree. I need you to walk with me. Every one of us should need that grace to serve him. It's very important. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For those of you that have not made a commitment to God before, this is the first time, please make that commitment and tell God, the Lord Jesus, to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life and the Savior of your soul. He'll hear you and he'll come into your life. Pray with me, every one of us. Lord Jesus, thank you for sending your Son, God Almighty, our Lord and Savior, Jesus, into this present world to die for our sin. Lord Jesus, I invite you to come into my life and take full control of my being, every part of me. By your grace, O oh God, help me to serve you fully completely with passion in Jesus name thank you Lord in Jesus name and God's people said Amen